are listening to a Leisure Moment Podcast with your host, Deetra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature. From a bachelor's degree in biology to a PhD in anthropology, this debut novelist has entered the wonderful world of writing. T.A. McLoggin brings to the scene suspense, action, hints of romance, all twisted together. Currently living in New Zealand? No problem. Distance and stop this casual conversation from happening. Enjoy! How are you? I'm great. How are you? This is Dietra with the Leisure Moment. <laughs> Hi, it's nice to be visiting you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Um, we're excited to have you as well. So I guess you've gotten your little one off to school this morning? I do. He's safely installed <laughs> at kindy, having a ball and about. It's so amazing how um, technology is just so awesome because here it's the afternoon. We just finished um Sunday dinner, husband grilled out a little bit, and for you, it's already Monday, and the day, the new day has started. I know, it's crazy that way. <laughs> well, you are our first um, international um, podcast, so we're pretty excited about that. Oh, cool, yeah. Skype's amazing these days. It really helps me keep in contact with people in the States. Oh, absolutely. Now, um, tell me, T.A. McLoggin, did I pronounce that correctly? McLoggin. Okay, and um, your friends, what do they call, do they call you T.A.? No, they call me Tiffany, or Tiff. Tiff, okay, so is it okay Tiff. if we call you Tiffany? Yeah, that's totally fine. Wonderful, Tiffany. So you are a debut novelist coming out with They Call Me Alexandra Gaston, coming out in May? Uh, uh, yes, on the 20th. And I looked at your, um, you know, looked at your blog, and it seems like not only are you a writer, but you're a blogger as well. You've interviewed a lot of authors. Yeah, I'm having a really fun time with that because I don't get to go to the states, but once every couple of years, I don't really get the opportunity to um, talk and connect with other authors. So via the interviews, I'm able to do that, um, which has been a lot of fun. So, what inspired you to write? Have you always known that you wanted to be a writer? Um, what what inspiration led you to this first book? I definitely did not know I wanted to be a writer. Um, growing up, I didn't, you know, write short stories or any kind of stories, really. I did, however, daydream a lot, so I was always creating stories in my head, but I never even thought about writing them down. How silly is that? <laughs> um, and then um, I was... Uh, studying anthropology at uh, university and getting my uh, doctorate in anthropology. And it was, it was as I was writing my dissertation, which is about 300 pages, that I was like, man, it'd be so much more fun to write a book oh, yes. where I could, you know, use my creativity instead of using just the facts because dissertations are a tad bit boring. And I was like, oh, I need an outlet for my creative side. And I'm like, oh, I should try to write a book. Because I never, books always seem so massive. I'm like, how does somebody write 300 pages of something? But after I wrote my dissertation, I'm like, well, I know I can write 300 pages of something. Now I just want to write 300 pages of something interesting. Right. Uh, so I uh, so you decided did, to you didn't write it the same. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say you did not write it at the same time that you was write, that you were writing the dissertation. No, I did oh. not. Although I 
several of my friends that have actually written novels while they were writing their dissertation, but I waited until after I was done, and actually the first thing I wrote was an um, adult medium-boiled mystery set in New Zealand with an anthropologist, so write what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was as I was editing that that I um, rewatched the movie Salt and got the idea for a young adult novel. Right. And I had just been uh, reading Hunger Games at the time. I'm like, oh, this young adult genre is really cool. And I hadn't really, that was the first thing I'd read in it, Hunger Games, which is such a great introduction. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I just started exploring YA and, oh, man, I fell in love. I'm like, those were the books I should have been reading and writing as well. So well, that's how it Well, tell us a little bit about um, Alexandra. First of all, um, looking at the cover, it just kind of really speaks to you. It's interesting. Um, Did you have any part with the cover or tell me a little bit about that connection piece? I um, actually was very fortunate to have um, quite a bit to do with the cover. My uh, publishing house is very open to authors, giving their ideas about covers, and they ran each of the different covers by me, Um, and this was, I think, the fourth one, and um, we wanted something that definitely had a spy vibe, so you see the red color and the black and gray, which, if you look at a lot of adult spy novels, they tend to have that color scheme, because it kind of harkens back to all the Russian spy novels, Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's why that color scheme was chosen, and then we we played, they played around with... um, her face on the cover, and she used to be standing back at quite a distance, um, but it, we weren't connecting with her standing that far away, and you couldn't really see her eyes, which are two different colors. Heterochromia is a, a big, significant aspect of the novel, mm-hmm. how she looked. Um, so by moving in on her, um, we could see more of the eyes, and then we were getting close. It was the third draft. She had already moved in, and we could see her really well, but her face, suddenly her expression seemed really flat, and that's when we got the idea for the um, rifle scope over her. And by putting that rifle scope there, her expression kind of morphed from flat to really defiant, which Mm -hmm. we thought was really cool. Um, So I was so happy. I'm such a cover junkie. Like, I have pictures of cool covers in my office, and I've actually blown up Alexander's cover and hung it on my wall. So I was so excited to have a cover that I really loved and to be part of the process. And Full Fathom 5 was great about that they wanted they weren't satisfied until I loved it which is so awesome because I hear authors have almost no opinions or aren't valued their opinions for covers very often so well author um Lindsay Cummings um stated in a partial review bring on the sequel so so tell our listeners about um Alexandra they call me Alexandra Gaston well it's about a uh, from a small country called Alyssa, obviously not a real country. Uh, she used to be Russian in some of the earlier versions, but we decided to take her away from uh, that and create a small country. So she's a sleeper agent in the States. She was placed in the States when she was 11. Um, the person that she uh, took the life of um, was killed in a car accident along with her parents, so she's placed with a grandfather who works for the CIA. And uh, pretty much she was placed with the idea that she would work for the CIA someday and be able to pass secrets back. So she's not doing a whole lot of spying. She's just kind of sleeping and waiting. Mm-hmm. But then um, the story really starts up when they actually just choose to activate her. So she's um, having to do spy stuff and um, juggle her boyfriend and her feelings for her boyfriend, which are growing, even though they shouldn't be because he's just an asset. And um, so 
and juggle normal high school stuff and friends and things like that. And uh, I love playing with the idea of somebody that's leading a very secret life, how, how attached they would become or not attached to their friends, what kind of struggles that would be if you're having to always pretend to be somebody you're not mm-hmm. and being told exactly who that somebody is. So that was a lot of fun for me. And to have something of this theme and this focus in the YA arena will be very interesting for our young adult readers as well. Yeah, I thought it was really fun because the teenage years are about finding your identity, but then what if your identity is dictated to you? So a lot of the under, undercurrent of the novel is about identity and her discovering and choosing who she wants to be um, as she has to make a decision between the people in her old life and the people in her new life and her, her um loyalty to our country and things like that. It was just really fun to play with. And um, yeah, very fun. So you really had a, a, a long period of writing your dissertation, then writing a book after you finished writing the book. Talk to us a little bit that about the process of getting this book published. Um, once was I, it, oh, I was just going to say, was it quick and easy for you? Cause sometimes I've heard that, it, you know, with a couple of inquiries regarding that or it takes a little time. No, it definitely took a little time. I was pretty lucky in finding an agent. My agent's awesome. It's Lucy Carson of the Friedrich agency. Um, so I did just two rounds of queries before I found her. And after the first round, I got feedback from a couple agents and I had to go back and fix what they were commenting on. It was a very valuable criticism. So I went back to and tweaked the novel and then I sent it out for another round and um, picked up Lucy pretty quick. Um, but then it took um, about a year to sell it. Um, and we were revising that whole time based on um, different editors' uh, thoughts on the novel. Um, so that's part of the reason why she's no longer Russian and she's from a small uh, imaginary nation. And um, But all those editorial critiques just really helped morph it into something so much better than it was. Like I'm really, even though it took so long, I'm so happy because I'm so pleased with the final product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one was good, but I think this one is so much better. So, And it was definitely a learning process. I feel like I learned a ton through the experience, even though I had to wait. And I was on the edge of my seat every day checking my email like a mad woman. (laughs) (laughs) Now, being in New Zealand, do you find that it is um, somewhat um, difficult to kind of find yourself among maybe writers groups where you can bounce off ideas or do you solely lean on yourself and your publicist? Um, I have found it a bit hard. I'm after this, after I'm done with a promo for Alexander, I'm going to work on trying to seek out um, a New Zealand writers group because I know there must be some. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a little bit of one when I was in Christchurch before I moved to Wellington, just a couple of friends and I that were interested in writing but nothing too serious. Um, so a lot of what I depended on was beta readers from the States and then Lucy and then um, my editor. So I would definitely like to expand that. Um, and I, I've made some connections via my interviews where I feel like now I have other um, people to run ideas by, which has been really great. Oh. I'm a little bit of an um, introvert, so it takes me a while to reach out <laughs> uh-huh. to people. Uh-huh. I need to work Well, and I think you have, um, do you have a tour that's currently going on or one that just finished up, a blog tour? 
for the book? We have a block tour starting May 20th. Okay, so readers yeah. will get a chance to to listen to some reviews as well, see some reviews, um, see some spotlights of your book um, before it actually is published on the 20th. Now, just looking at your Twitter account and your little um, summary, you mentioned um, Joss Whedon. So can, is oh, it yeah. safe to say that you are, have you seen the latest Avenger movie? I have. My husband was gone this weekend, so I couldn't get out. I didn't have a babysitter, but it's definitely my plan for next weekend because I'm a huge fan. I love Agents of Shield, Agents of Car, um, yeah, Carter, and um, all those things. Well, I I I watched it this past Friday. My youngest, oh, it, it was very good. My youngest um, said, "You know what, Mama? I want to go." to opening night of a movie um, because, uh -huh. you know, I've always gone to all the Twilight movies. We would stay in line for like hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> um, same thing for the Hunger Games, all all of those things. So I couldn't deny them. So myself and, and even my father, we went and I thought, oh, I'm not really going to be able to get through it um, uh -huh. because it just really isn't my thing. But it was pretty awesome. It kept me on the edge of my seat for a long time. So you won't, oh, you won't be disappointed at all. <laughs> I'm excited. My, my um, son started really getting into superheroes. And I've tried to steer more towards the Marvel Universe than the DC Universe just for that. The reason for those movies and for Joss Whedon and the shows. And I can't wait till he's a little bit older and we can watch all that stuff together. Oh, um, wow. Joss Whedon is brilliant. I love him. <laughs> well... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Tiffany. We can't wait to get this out and let people know about um, They Call Me Alexandra Gaston that's coming out May the 20th um, and also a link up for for the blog tour. I'm pretty sure that our sister um, website, uh, Once Upon a Twilight, is going to be involved in that as well. And our very own Mariah here at A Leisure Moment uh, will be reading your novel as well. So readers will, will hear about your novel throughout the May of uh, the month of May. Oh, great. Thank you so much for helping me get the word out. Oh, you are most welcome. And then you'll have to check us out when your next book comes out as well. We love repeat um, visits. Oh, thank you. That would be wonderful. Well, I hope you have a great morning and thanks for joining us. You as well. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank all our listeners again. Check us out at aleisuremoment.com. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and check out our new YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Have a good one.